You're listening to the MC Vocal Fry Podcast, your weekly dash of voice science, pedagogy, and pop culture. Coming to you from the campus of Mississippi College in Clinton, Mississippi. You can only cough forward? <laughs> yeah. I don't make the rules. She just follows them. I'm sure That's you me. can. I'm, I'm a sh- rule follower. I'm, I'm <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, There's that? some strong reactions. Uh, I was expecting them. Okay. Well, I mean, maybe. Oh, okay. Perhaps, it, you know what? What? In grammar rules, you are a rule follower. But you know what the funny thing is? I don't actually know any grammar rules. Neither do I. I just know Does what sounds anyone. right to me. And I'm just apparently like, I mean, there's just somewhere in the back of my head. Somebody must know them because. Out of the many personalities Leah out. has, one yeah. of them knows grammar rules. Yeah, one of my personalities. Yeah, I knows the rules, but she won't tell me. Like <laughs> knowing parts of speech and stuff, I'm. It's one of the reasons I struggled to learn foreign languages so much, is because I was like, yeah, uh, verbs. Now they do what exactly? I mean, I know parts too. of speech. <laughs> Actually, weirdly, learning foreign languages helped me learn exactly what like direct objects and indirect objects were. Like, it really clarified yeah, I a don't lot know that of. I know that yet. A lot of parts of speech. I'm a published author. Made more sense to me after Same. I learned other languages because they're so important in other languages. In our language, we're just like. I mean, I think this they're is important a noun. in ours. We just don't. We just ignore the rules. This is well, the we predicate. just know. I think whatever language you grow up in, you just kind of like you just speak. It. You naturally speak relatively grammatically correct. Well, and let's admit that grammar breakdowns within dialects are a thing. M- meaning, meaning the grammar morphs based on the dialect almost. You know, like, for example, uh, uh, a New York accent would also do things to to grammar that a southern accent might not do. They would change different parts of it. In the south, we turn everything into a contraction. Well, and I didn't realize till I went out of the south that most places they don't say like it's real hot. Apparently, most people would say it's really hot. But in the south, you say it's real hot. Yeah. Yeah, I never. That just didn't even occur to yeah, me as a southern just an thing. Example of how we're incorrect in Pennsylvania, <laughs> in central Pennsylvania. I don't want to condemn the whole state because there are many dialects within Pennsylvania. That's what I hear. In central Pennsylvania, where I grew up, they like to say if something has run out. Like, let's say you were in the lunch line and you wanted French fries. If they didn't have any more French fries, they would say the French fries are all. Hmm. See, if you said that to me, I'd be like, wow, these French fries must be amazing. That must be what he's trying to tell me. <laughs> yeah, it's not like you're saying the French fries are turnt. These are these are everything. The French fries are these all. These are life. They're not off the chain. They are everything. Stop. No. <laughs> <but> <laughs> we could keep coming back to this. The French the- fries are off the chain. Please. They're no, not, though. That's not no. what they mean. They mean they're all. And, and of course, someone who's not from there would go and, you Ask know. Ask for French fries? Yeah. Well, and, and they would say, all what? The French fries are all what? They're almighty. They're all. <laughs> they're all wonderful. They're See, all. See, I wouldn't even question it. I would just be like, "This must be some sort of slang for like awesome." These are every. These and, and then you would say, "Great, I'll have the fries." Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I would do because, I mean, because I've known people to be like, "Oh yeah, those co- the, those cookies are everything. These are, that's everything." Yeah. Well, like that's amazing. Yeah. Anyway, did y'all have a good week? Sure. I'm Actually, tired. No, I've been sick. Yeah, Leah's been sick all week. I cold, just, I'm just really a lot of cold seasons hitting early. Yes, I had a. Well, I feel bad. I take responsibility. Jamie got a cold. She's first, owning it. Then mm-hmm. I got the cold, and then I gave it to Leah. Yeah. Well, Ped House Alpha sickness rules. Yeah, it just kind of like I had it over the weekend, and then I gave it to her. Yeah, for but the week. theirs only lasted like two days. Three days each. Yeah. I've uh, had this for a week you've had already. Like a week. Yeah. Yeah, she's not shaking it. Well. 
I think I, I did the best with it. Jamie was pathetic, of course, because I well, guess listen, he's a guy. Well, listen, man flu is a real thing. It yeah. really is. It like I mean, it was, it's not real, but um, like, I, I understand what you're saying. feel bad you know, for him. I but. have a terrible thing that my body, if I get any kind of, if my body just senses that something's just a miss, yeah, I run a fever. And not like 99.7. I like run 101.9 fever. That's weird. If anything is wrong. Not like, oh, I oh because you know, normally if you have a fever, you have like a virus. Yeah. No, no. I could like have like a rash on my arm that's totally innocuous. I would run a fever. Yeah, see, my body that's never right. runs fever. Same. Neither does my wife. And it's annoying. Because it sometimes is because you go to the doctor and they're like, well, you don't have a fever. And I'm like, my resting body temperature is 97 degrees. Exactly. I'm not going to run a fever. Resting, uh, I have a super low resting body temperature. So when they take my temperature and it's like 99.0, I'm like, that's a degree of fever. Yeah. Two degrees. Yeah, like if I'm at 98.8, I'm like, mm, maybe I should stay home today. What's wrong with me? <laughs> that sounds very high schooler. Like, no, but like, I have a tenth of degree fever. Look at me. It's not, <laughs> if, though. If your resting body temperature is 97, like, that's a little weird. The if other, your resting body temperature was 98.6 and you all of a sudden woke up one morning, it had 99.7. Yeah. Like, which temperature? You'd be like, sure. oh, I'm sick. That's right. Yeah. That, that's right. We did not have any subjects this week. So we no. have no. And, and Dr. Perna. Wah, 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 did not uh, analyze any more data Boo. because we only had a four-day week and Boo. I was trying to make sure that I was ready for other classes yeah. and I was sending your research class videos all week. And yeah. Why were you doing that? You literally could have <laughs> just said, hey guys, do notes. I just feel like it's an notes online course. Just like you could have emailed it. Function, don't you? you no, I actually use Snagit to make them. Oh like all you gotta do is carrier. you type a little email to that send. That says all we need to know. And you're just like, hey, there's two different styles. You can use either, but I prefer notes. Bye. Yeah, because in Terrain. I don't even watch the video. What'd you say? I watched it. <laughs> Sarah just told you what it I said. I told you. Wow. That's literally it. That's literally what he said. I made a video basically to say Terabian allows for you to use author date style or notes style. I will accept either as Terabian allows both, but I prefer notes style. That's literally exactly what he said. You just so, watched the video. So you just watched the video right now. Congratulations. Okay. I just feel like it's an online course. It should have video. It it did. <laughs> it and did. so there you go. Okay. I, well, I, 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 I don't know. Now, so we did not have subjects this week. We do have two. Now, we're about to sort of get rolling because we will have two subjects who I have updated the Google Doc with their times I saw. for next week. I figured. Um, so I have updated the times for next week for data collection. Um, next Friday, and I've already, we already have masks up there, so all we'll have to do on Monday is get a tu- get Literally the tubes out and, yeah. and rock. Um, and neither of them are super early, so I know, know I was so happy. I saw it was at ten. I was like, yes. Yeah, we're fine. <laughs> I don't have to get up. Um, so we will have. S- two more subjects next week who we'll get hopefully a good four days of data with. Um, then Friday of next week is like our big push to get the screenings done at the med center. Yeah. We have a ton of people who, um, who have done their consent forms already and who have officially signed up who need to go and get screened. And I know that um, uh, Josie gets back um, she's been out of the country on holiday, Lucky. as they say. Where's she been? I believe I don't know that she wants me to say, but she's oh. been out of the country. Um, I, I mean, be out I, of I don't the know country. that it's like I don't know that it's like a hidden thing, but I just don't know that she would want me to share her travel okay. itinerary. You can tell me later. It sounds like a lovely trip. <laughs> um, oh, well, that narrows it down. I feel um, like I should just like. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not just gonna text you. This is crazy. <laughs> anyway, so um, <laughs> this is nuts. <laughs> she, it's not some governmental secret. It's not, <laughs> guys. It, we're making it sound like she's in like Venezuela. She's not. No, like, no. On some covert. No, it's not that exciting. No, it's not that exciting. Anyway, so she'll be back next w- in the country next or at work next Wednesday, and then her big screening day is Friday afternoon. And I and I, I'm hoping that there are a bunch of subjects because we're having a problem at the medical center right now where our main clinic building is getting closed for remodeling. 
I'm not entirely sure what they're remodeling or exactly what's Everything. going on. I'm not um, but I know that it's happening, and I know that after next Friday, it's getting a little trickier for us to get the pre-screens in. Um, so we're hoping that most of our subjects can get down to the med center on Friday. On Friday of next week, because that will mean that the following week on Monday the. Seven, Don't even ask me. 15, 17. 16, 17th. That sounds right. 17th. 17th. That on Monday the 17th will... And then so the week of Monday the 17th and the week of Monday the 24th, those will be like our biggest two weeks of data collection probably. That makes sense. Uh, Try to we get did it in have, fall break. Uh, We did have another subject sign up this week. We should send out like a last call email... If you want to do this study, yeah. email us now. Particularly because I actually have two people on my list who either maybe spoke to me or whatever who have not done consent forms yet. Yeah. And so I need to follow up with them as well just to confirm, hey, do you want to still do this or, or yeah, not? Yeah, just be like, we're in the final week of you know oh, signing, signing up. up. So if you're saying in your head, hey, I'll e- I've got to remember to email him. Yeah. This is your time. You know... One of the most difficult things about doing research in general is, I mean, well, no, backtrack. The most difficult thing about doing human subjects testing is that you're dealing with humans, I mean, who have other lives, and they're just volunteering. Even even if you have a small thing of compensation for them, let's say that you know we had a budget from a grant that we were going to give them like $25 Amazon gift cards or something, which we're not. Um, Even then, subject recruitment is tough. Like subject recruitment to get people to agree, unless it's like a one single event test. You know, if they can just come in one single time for under 30 minutes, that's fairly easy or if it's a broad spectrum thing where you can get a whole group of people basically to like, for example, if we could play a room full of people recordings in one single thing, all we needed them to do was evaluate those recordings, that's quicker. you know. And it's one yeah. of the reasons that, honestly, there end up being so many surveys. You see so much survey data is because it's easy to just email out a survey. Put it on Facebook. Put it on Facebook you know, and have your survey monkey set up particularly because SurveyMonkey will even analyze your data for you. Oh, that's nice. But, I mean, you know, it's like so easy comparatively to what we're doing. Yeah, commit one week of your life to us. Well. In the morning. I mean, you're committing 15 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and 30 minutes. But it's every morning. But it is four days in a row. Four days in a row. And a fifth day where you have to go to the medical center. That part's kind of cool. I mean, I feel like that's kind of your incentive, to be honest. It is the incentive because it is an expensive multi-hundred dollar exam that they yeah. are getting. The benefit of just seeing that their cords are nice and clean or, you know. And, and, or, and hey, they're not. You should go see a doctor. Right. And if that ever is the case, we will not bring that part up on the podcast. Oh, no. Um we're nicer than that. Well, it's just, I mean, even though we're not identifying people, mm-hmm. I just think that it's the right thing to do. Um, since you all are on the IRB, you can know if it happens because um, we will report it in the end. Um, once I've, I think what I may do at the end is once we have everybody's data, when we go to actually write up stuff, I may reassign everybody totally different subject numbers. So you know how right now we're like, you know, they know what subject they are because yeah. we're talking about the number while they're we in say, here. We're like, hey, you're subject four, right? Cool. Um, so that probably, that probably would be smart. But I think so at the end when I go to, when we go to really do data analysis, we're going to re-randomize their subject numbers. I like numbers. that. I think that's smart. Um, that way, particularly that way in, in case we are referencing, hey, this person presented with a pre-nodular condition. Yeah. Um, and we wanted to note that in their data then you know it didn't preclude them from being a part of this study but we recommended that they you know consider consider making an actual consultation with with an ENT uh, with an otolaryngologist Um, so those are the exciting things like I said check the Google Doc for that for next week because we only have two next week and then the following two weeks will be We'll be pumping stuff out. I'm curious what your thoughts were now that we're a further week in. And and this week, we basically wrapped up 
the listening unit in undergrad pedagogy. Um, and I'm curious, particularly you, Leah, <laughs> who you were there, there yet. Okay, so so let me I just keep missing fun stuff. So so <laughs> we've been we've done Thursday. basically four classes. Come all, all the time. time. We've done four classes we can of him listening as a duo. And this week uh, on 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 Tuesday, we were sort of finishing up McCoy's chapter on listening on a continuum and his sort of this or that, like a yeah. clean or raspy continuum or what whatever. And um, I finished that up on Tuesday. And then through that, one of the things that we've been doing is just giving them some examples of some elite singing. I've been trying to expose them to the elite singing voice <laughs> some in multiple styles. Um, tried to have some great singers on those videos along with s- some, some others. Some of the greatest operatic moments in history were played. Yeah, there yeah. was one diversion in class where I... I had to let them listen to Collis uh, basically kill Scarpia. And it's one of the great moments in the history of opera. And we had to listen to it. To explain why I said that so sarcastically, because some of y'all aren't in class with him every day. That is one of his lines. Like, by the end of semester but, class with but him. But also, like, he's really specific with it sometimes. That's so true. that he can get away with saying m- They're it not more all often. the greatest moments he in can opera be like, history. One of the... Greatest uh, Verdi baritone singing in Italy, nineteenth century. (laughs) (laughs) This guy, and then you're like, I mean, okay, fair. Specific, like you're right. He probably is. In fact, he might be one of like four. (laughs) Do you all uh, uh, do you all know about the lists book? Lee Lee Usselton tried to convince me years ago because I used to say these make these statements all the time. Yes, you Uh, used to use. I make these statements all the time. <laughs> there it is. Uh, this mic is and I, I like lists in my head. You know, for example, Maria Callas, Simeonato, Delmonico, the number one live operatic recording of any opera that exists. I've said that for years. It's true. Fact check me. Um okay. Just gonna start emailing people. Hi, um, I heard you were in Dr. Perna's class in you know two three years ago. I really need to know something. Anyway, but I I just think that I I organize information in my head that way, and and I like things that are excellent. I like things that are great. I like I me like too. Those what big a coincidence! Ex- I, hate I also stuff. like things that don't suck. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so anyway, but I just like to organize them in my mind. And a number of years ago when Lee was my graduate assistant, she was like, okay, I, you know what it was from? It was actually from all those rep courses that you guys sort of took in one semester. Yes. And I would be like, this is the greatest French melody. That's when we should have yeah, done you it. Did it. You did. Yeah, written, you did 100%. written by, written by a, 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 a Parnassian. <laughs> and, there you go. And that that's accurate, yeah. And she would be like, "Are you ever gonna actually write the lists? <laughs> Just start publishing lists." Well, her interesting. You should get the list app. Ooh, what's a list app? It's just an app where you make lists. Ooh, I mean, I have Google Keep. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, this one is usually more um, funny. But it doesn't Ooh. have to be. It's like okay, I only know about it because I'm pretty sure B.J. Novak, who yeah, uh, uh, yes, played yes. Ryan on, on, the, on office, the Office, but then yeah. also he's like a writer. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm pretty. He was like part of. I think it, it's like his app. Didn't he write some for the Office? Actually, he did. Yeah, he wrote yeah. a lot, Several. and he has a book of short stories, which uh-huh. I enjoy. Uh-huh. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, but um, yes, I know who you're talking about. Oh yeah, well he has this thing called the List app. I assume it's still a thing. I haven't. I follow him on Twitter. Oh, I haven't I'll, seen I'll, him talk about it. I'll look it up. It. But like, I don't know. I I mean, people make lists. Like, I'm pretty sure he made one that was like ideas I had for Michael Scott this week or something oh, like that. So like episodes can, for Michael Scott that I wish I could have written. You can see other people's lists. Yeah, it's like a social media aspect of it's lists. It's like blogging, but with lists. Oh, gosh. Oh, <laughs> this is dangerous for me. Because of this, pheno- this is one of the phenomenon as to why I am not on Reddit. Oh, because Michael, Michael Ham basically told me that I should never get on Reddit. You would love Reddit. No, no, no. I would become a monster on Reddit. You would, but you would love it. I would become a bad person. You would enjoy it, though. Yeah, no. I'm I'm not getting on Reddit. Um, Oh, gosh, yeah. Because it's like... It's not happening. 
all your forums. Well, but exactly. All together. Well, Lee, Lee's point was that I should your take forums. all these lists and make them into a coffee table book. Perna's lists. Like, right. That no one would buy. Um, you could just give it to people, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh, you're studying voice with me? Here's an important book for you to read. It has no use. Make all my students... No, I would not make all my students buy it. You know, if the podcast ever gets like a little blog portion, it could just be full of lists. Ooh, I can mean I could put it on the, on your, the social there's, media. There's on your there. outlet. Ooh. Instagram page just full of I lists. I could do a week of lists the week this drops. Next week, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a whole bunch of lists next week. Get ready, guys. I don't know what's gonna happen, but uh, we're gonna be heavy data collection though, and my mind's gonna be you're gonna be sitting here for ten minutes, multiple times a day, staring at a wall Ooh. while we ignore people. I kind of hate myself for like encouraging this. Oh. I think they shut this app down. Sorry, not enough people are into Aww. that kind of thing. Well, that's disappointing. <laughs> But I could use the vocal fry social uh, media now that we've talked about it on the uh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I would read some of these, though. Your list, my list, we all love lists. Boy. About lists. Because the first thing has to be my top ten things that need anymore. lists. <laughs> oh, my God. Created a monster. Oh, I yes, go, like, folks. Hide under a you know how ABC, d- or uh, not ABC Family, what's it called now? Freeform? Free, is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Freeform does the 25 days of Christmas. I love that. 25 days of lists about lists. Oh, boy. <laughs> I am yes. horrified. I'm so excited. Yes, this is great. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think we have to leave. Okay. Do you need to be left alone? We have to quit the to podcast. <laughs> Going back to undergrad ped to finish that out. Leo, what was the the temperament in the class yesterday? So yesterday, you tried to break them. I tried I to introduce them because again, oh, a- ending the I listening unit, the but listening is going to be something we're doing all semester. And I wanted to introduce them to psychoacoustics. And so instead of making them read anything, Ian's I wanted written, to start with the most complicated. No, because then I would have had them read Ian's dissertation. Let's tell them about ferrets. No, we didn't even talk about I ferrets until I made ferrets. a joke at the end. <laughs> I ferrets. told them the ferrets knew, but yes. I... Yeah, and do know. they were all really confused and left. <laughs> <laughs> because class was over, not because he mentioned ferrets. Uh, so, to yeah. be hard to say. <laughs> no, but I had them read Bozeman's article on absolute spectral tone color applications in the studio. And part of it, I did it, again, sort of along the lines of, I wanted to introduce them to, this is what a journal article on singing looks like, but it's also written based on... 50, 100 years of writings about acoustics, about the singing voice. Anyway, and so I did it because not because I wanted them to understand Ken's pedagogic applications of F1, F2, F3. No, he told them he didn't want them to understand that. I'm giving this to you. Don't understand it. All I wanted them to do was to start to hear the concepts. Okay. My concern was them starting to hear the percepts of F1... And I mean, hear the like, percepts of, 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 the, of the singer's form and I cluster. kind of get the concept, get the benefit of kind of like mentioning these words and letting them just kind of sit in their brain and As they let go them think this. that maybe they kind of understand what you're talking about before you actually define it. Correct. I get that. But also, I was just realizing some as you were talking, I don't know why, I guess maybe it's just because I've taken so many ped courses at this point that in my head I'd kind of been thinking of this as like a ped two. Like I'm forgetting that they're like this is they literally basic. don't know the anatomy of the larynx. Like you started mentioning like the area epiglottis. And and, and 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 yeah, right. The epiglottic opening and, yeah. and this kind of and thing. And epilarynx. Like, is the what first I said. day their questions I mean, probably seventy percent of the questions they turned in were um what is this list a part of the body and where is it in my body? What does this do? Well, what is a and that day, and what that, does that do? And that day, I did take time and define those terms in class from that first you reading. You did. You did. Which, which, which we'll be defining all semester. Yeah. Now, I, I didn't even look. What did the questions look like yesterday? I don't remember. They were... 
There are a lot, a lot I'm of sure them. They were just They're like, all over I the place. don't get this. No, I mean, okay, there were several questions. There, I really, there haven't been many themes. Like a lot of people okay. have different questions. There were several about whoop timbre, though. Ah, uh-huh, um, uh-huh, uh-huh. makes sense. Which we will talk about later. Yeah. Um. What else? Yeah, Woop, whoop timbre for those of you on the podcast is the is the term that that Bozeman uses to describe coupling of the first format and and and, and the fundamental uh, in terms of creating a whoopy head voicey timbre. Uh, it's it's his, that's what his terminology is for it. It has a sort of domey quality, a heady quality, a lofty quality. Uh, Want to add anything to that, ladies? No, we're good. No, no. I don't. Okay. I, I don't. <laughs> I actually really like that terminology. I'm a big fan. It's um, it's like it's onomatopoeia. How, how do you yeah. make that an adjective? Yeah, in fact, but how I do think onomatopoeic. I think he. I think. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. Wait, really? Yeah, onomatopoeic. Oh, cool. Yay! See, somebody in the back of my mind knew, knew that that was right, but it's I don't not me. think it's onomatopoeic. I didn't say peic. She said peic. No, I think it's peic. I'm saying I think you're right. Good job, Leah. You get a sticker. Um. Anyway, um, I, I think Ken wanted to use that word because he thought it was it represented the sound, the mm-hmm. literally yeah. the sound of whoop. Ooh, there um, it is. Was 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 that way? So I mean, you know, I, I I think that was good. I I I actually beckoned back to your class when you took Ped One yesterday Heart because yes? you guys wanted all the answers. We did right, right away, and by. I mean, I wanted to know, <laughs> but they were they were very receptive. Like, I did not feel like they were just like shutting there were, down. There were a few faces that were, but see, I'm in the back of the room. I can't yeah. see their faces. No, but there, people were asking the, questions. For the most part, there were a lot of very. Uh, it's an interesting group this year. It's a big group. I know. Yeah. That's why I kind of am considering just coming to every class. And it's I enjoy primarily it. juniors, not seniors, mm-hmm. and yeah. they are. They are very interested. There were some questions yesterday that I was very impressed with the question. Yeah. Like they wanted to ask the right question. Yeah. Um, if we were going further to talk about resonance already, which we weren't, mm. they were asking the right question. But maybe that's a good thing about like introducing some of the more complicated concepts early on is because they're still open to it. Which is I why like, I did it. Yeah. End of the semester, they're like, I quit. I don't get this. I'm tired. I'm, ex- right. I'm and done. When no I'm, more learning. I'm never going to get And when it. I've introduced that in November, it's like... I just can't even take any more information. Forget like, it. Forget it. Tell me what the muscles of the tongue are. And this is why, you know, previously, in previous iterations of my ped course, a basic ped course, I because I think so many of us used to do this and maybe you still do. And that's, that's great. If it works for you and you teach pet effectively this way, awesome. I'm happy for you. It's great. But you know, I've, I've, I would always start with posture and resonance or uh, posture and breath. And we yeah, would do this big thing on posture and respiration yeah. because as Leah said brilliantly on the podcast, we sort of elevate breath to this end all be all thing. And so, and I would want them to not be confused about, terms like breath support and i still desire that i still desire to clarify that but i've realized the more my thinking about the singing voice has evolved that i was no longer teaching pedagogy the way i think about the singing voice and that's why at least yesterday i introduced them to the concept that when they are hearing a singing voice they need to be at least a classical singing voice they need to be hearing this very hollow oo sound and then this bright ringing e sound a few octaves above that and and if if either of those component now if we're talking about a high soprano b flat B flat five. Not that's not the case. Yeah. You're probably just hearing an ah e. sound. Well, you're hearing ah and maybe the e, but yeah. you're hearing you're not hearing ooh as the fundamental oh, anymore no. because it's gone above C five. You, you passed that. Um, you but that. in fact, <laughs> um, in fact, if you well, I don't know. I don't know. It it would be interesting. I don't know what Ian would say about that if he would actually argue that you might be able to hear more ooh higher than that. Um, and still be perceiving that in the fundamental. I would be interested if he's listening for him to clarify that on our social media. Uh, he's more than welcome to, or just to yeah. me as a direct message, and I'll clarify it next week. Um, Either or. 
Uh, but I, 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 that was what I wanted them to get. Now I never, I did, I didn't even get around because I wanted to also introduce them to the concept of roughness. And so we, then we talked about roughness, but I didn't get around to talking about the clarity of the second formant area of clarifying the vowel. Um, darn, I'm not, (laughs) we're not perfect, but at least we got the very first day. Mm-hmm. They ask about chiaroscuro. They did, and yeah. essentially, chiaroscuro is that ui fundamental mm-hmm. and that buzzsaw e quality. Yeah, and if you have either missing, you don't have chiaroscuro balance, particularly in male classical voices. But even in female classical voices, if we're ta- not, unless we're talking about a high B flat or above. Well, or it whatever. made so much sense to me, like because it kind of hit me reading through it this time that like as a freshman or early singer, even into maybe in the last few years, that one of those things, like I'd always been told, oh, you're too dark. It's because I was doing all ooh. Right. And like we you were left, lacking the clarity. Yeah. Like I, all of my mouth shapes were just very round. And so that's just all I did. And so I wonder like if say my sophomore You had year, a good stable larynx. Yeah. But like if but in my sophomore year, I had been introduced to the concept maybe of the spectral tone color and the yeah. fact that I needed to have that ooh and e like, would I have gotten away from that faster? Well, yeah. and wonderfully, I think that's what Ken presents in the article in terms of using whisper for prephonatory tuning. Mm-hmm. That idea of like, <laughs> you know, which both allows you to hear the depth of the pharynx, mm-hmm. making sure that the larynx is whatever, but also the clarity of, because obviously if you're doing it with a high larynx, you get that, <laughs> yeah, instead of, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm, I'm assuming is coming through on this. <laughs> we'll nev- well, I, I was about to say we'll never you know. We will ra- well, or on ah, uh, like instead of <laughs> But also that idea that you can add v- vowel clarity <laughs> and you can actually start to hear <laughs> chiaro- that's going to sound really weird in the podcast. This is, it sounds weird But now. you can also start to <laughs> yeah, hear don't, don't think it doesn't. <laughs> if you're listening, for you can start to hear chiaroscuro in the whisper. And I think that's a very important thing. First of all, that and, and to do that as a singing student, to basically understand that basic tube shape, that requires no vocal fold effort whatsoever. You're, you know, I yeah, mean, no, that's it easy. doesn't require any energy yeah, at no, all. I, I mean, I remember the first time I took a ped class, which I'm trying to figure out, I'm pretty sure it was like 2013, it was five years ago. A while ago. I mean, not with me. Yeah, right. Um, and I was a junior in standing but I was only a sophomore music major because I was undecided my freshman year uh-huh. and I remember thinking even then like that there was so much of this stuff that it was like I, w- I almost wish like I know you can't fit ped into a freshman level course but like it really does would be so helpful uh, yeah and I definitely could have done with knowing that breath is not the end all be all you because know, I remember like just thinking, thinking it was literally that was all I my breath just needed to be better if i couldn't if there was my high notes didn't sound good it's because i wasn't breathing deep enough right <laughs> if there was room in a curriculum if i could go back and blow up curriculum and rewrite curriculum just period and create Whatever you want sort yeah. of an ideal world i'm not sure that i would have freshman first semester students taking hour-long voice lessons every week for one thing, I have moved to a model where other than my graduate students, I'm teaching two half hours to all the undergrads now. I liked, I did that as a freshman. Yeah, we used it. to do that a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. and, and teachers, some t- several of our faculty still do that. Um, yeah. I, I So I think that's one thing that I think I would do for freshmen, but I'm also not sure that with freshmen that you even necessarily need two half hours of independent time with your teacher, that there could be a thing where maybe one of those half hours is with four of you. Oh, oh, with four. With like four people all being introduced to some anatomical concepts, some respiratory concepts, some resonance concepts in a group Maybe you have all your sopranos, your freshman sopranos. And then maybe the second semester, you do break it down that they start, you know, obviously by the sophomore year, certainly, you know, you want those two sessions. You're starting to prepare for things like a barrier jury or what we call advanced standing here. Maybe you call it uh, whatever you call it at your school, um, you know, and, 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 and more specific things. Not that freshmen don't need the time and maybe two half hours is and maybe it would be just a better one credit course Mm -hmm. that the freshmen met together just all together 
you know, in a sort of introductory voice pedagogy kind of almost like voice class without the singing parts of voice class. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, maybe that would be good um, in an ideal world. I wish we had room for it. We, of course, particularly in things like music education, we just... There's you, too much. There's just too much. There's too yeah. much. Particularly at our institution where we have a very rigorous core. 56 hours. It, correct. Um, I mean, I, that's almost impossible. I very yeah. much I, I mean, I literally took my entire freshman year since I was undecided i took all core and i still wasn't finished i very much hope and i'm just going to say this on the podcast because i don't mind saying this publicly at all i would say it to anyone i very much hope under our new administrative leadership that some conversations about reducing our core well or even just making it more like i mean i took ap us history in high school and i made a three on the exam which is passing and MC only takes fours and fives. So I had to take six hours of yeah. US of American history here and made A's on every test. Like I the think, the professor was like, You should be a history major. Well, and I was like, No, I've just taken this course. And before. why right. like they didn't even take AP World History credit when I came here yeah. and I had made a four on that and I was like, Yeah, hey. well and I took the AP um composition exam made a five Mm. on that which is the highest score and that got me out of one comp credit i still had to take comp 102 but i didn't have to take comp 101 well yeah and and i took dr miller's class who is very like he's hard and again like made a's on every paper for one thing i think not accepting threes on ap exams is not just an mc thing i think that's a fairly common thing in academia Um, so that's one thing I would say about that. But also, it wasn't my major. <laughs> like, it was just but also, there's been nationally movements to reduce core. Oh yeah. Um, so that people can focus on it. I think one of the pro- one of the resistances to it, just nationally, is that there are undergraduate majors that need credits. Not that music is one of those. No, no. Um, but I will give you the example of speech language pathology which essentially the undergraduate degree, the major at most schools has to be 60 credits to be a major. Yeah. But honestly, in order to get into a master's program in speech path, which is where all the work happens mm-hmm. as, a, as yeah. a speech language pathologist, there's really only about 18 to 24 credits of prereqs that any of us would need. If we wanted to go get a master's in speech path right now, yeah. there's only about 18 to 24 prereq credits. That many. It may I not mean, even be I that applied. many depending on you depending remember? on some schools. It, but more or less, so let's just say it would be a semester. That it, potentially in one semester, you could have enough prereqs taken to start your master's without even having done an undergraduate. And so like there are other programs like that where the undergraduate degree is sort of like not many credits because the work is all graduate level work. And so they're looking for filler. They're looking for strong sort of liberal arts esque education. Okay. That's a national issue. Anyway. Well, that was, I just remember wishing that like, I mean, I took three semesters of, music history like i would just kind of wish that could have maybe counted as my core history. history you know yes i i do know and there are institutions where perhaps three of those credits do count as that in mm-hmm. fact at my former job that was the case yeah um but uh it, again every, every school's different mm-hmm. and every school's yeah. set up different in that regard it's tough it's a tough issue mm-hmm. well my brother's a freshman at Mississippi State right now, and one interesting thing they, I guess, have just started doing, um, he was able to kind of clep out of some basic core stuff based on his ACT score. Oh, he had a high, awesome. he had a high enough wow. math ACT that they oh, that they that took it, they let him you know skip what? college algebra. You know what? My alma mater, even back in the day, did that. If you had a high enough SAT math, they would let you out of the math. Yeah, they, he was able to. And then also because his science was high enough, they didn't make him take the most basic science. Now he like I think it's like you know you have to take two semesters of science, and he still has to take one. But they let him skip oh, the really basic one. But that's one. a huge difference. It is. And so he was able to get off several things. And I, I think that would be great because I look back and I'm like, I definitely could have clipped out of college algebra. Listen. I need yeah, college I took algebra. A general mathematics course. <laughs> I wish I could. And I wish I, I like, could have gotten What was the when, point? When, yeah. when high school choir directors or voice teachers ask me what they should be 
you know, how they should best be preparing their students for college. My answer has evolved over the years, but my answer is they need to learn how to read music. Yes. Mm -hmm. They need to learn how to play piano Mm -hmm. and they should try to pass every AP exam with a four or a five that they can (laughs) so that once they become a music major, they can focus on being a music major and once they are a insert any instrument but piano here, they can they don't have to you know feel like an idiot when they're in piano class or be- the beginning of theory. And if they're fairly good at reading music and knowing basics of theory, they might even be able to skip theory one at most places. Yeah, I can't imagine coming into a, a music undergrad trying to learn how to read music. I mean. And yet it happens to yeah. thousands so of music people. students across this country but, every single year. And it's yeah. so impressive to me that they do manage to like sit there and learn the theory that the rest of everyone's learning. Well, at the same time, just trying to figure out which of these lines is G again. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, I can't imagine. It's, it's a challenge. Um, okay. Let's transition here because we're, we're running out of time. And we, we have, have some <laughs> important things to talk about. We have two very landmark issues. Do you know you should not just go. Are you sure? Yes. Okay, well, I'm just going to play Super Mario. Right? Oh, Whatever. my goodness. Okay. I, I obviously have no input on these subjects that well, you're about to discuss. Well, first of all, my. Leah, I understand that you watched Blink this week. Yeah. She oh, did. We were supposed to watch the first episode of Lost last night. We were doing that bibliography yeah, we last were. night. Okay. Well, this weekend, you should watch the pilot of Lost. Okay. I, Called that will happen. the pilot. pilot. Well, that's great. But more importantly, Leah watched Blink yesterday. Not yesterday. Day before yesterday. Blink. She's finally Doctor watched Who, Doctor Who. 4-11? 4-10. Uh, it's actually season 3. 3-10. Three 3-something. Three I don't remember I think what. it's 10. But it's season 3. Because uh, Rose, weirdly enough, is only in two seasons. You feel like she's there longer. Yeah, but right. She's no, not. no, Well, she is because she comes back in season 4. That's true. Sh- Leah what? doesn't know that. It's okay. She's, that's, I, I, think while you, I think you felt relatively ambivalent towards it. Yeah, I did. I mean, it was fine. But there was Blink, nothing in me that was like, I need to see the rest of this. Blink is the Doctor Who episode that most of us use to introduce people to Doctor Who. It's just Who. a good test the waters kind of episode. It's a good test the temperature. It's a good episode. You don't have too much Temperature's weird, not great for me. Wibbly oh, wobbly. Oh, boy. <laughs> There's not as much wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Even though that's literally Lukewarm. the episode oh. the wibbly wobbly timey wimey comes from. I, interesting concept. Very it, interesting concept. It did hit me that I think Leah would more appreciate episodes with Donna and maybe even Bill. Oh, that's probably right. I think those are the two companions that's interesting. she would enjoy the most. That's interesting. Well, but on Doctor Who corner this week we finally got a release date it, it took them forever like why, why? in the world why? did they, we not know it was october 7th they would post all these pictures and you know they've known coming There's this no fall way. coming and this I'm like, fall Stop saying like i need to plan my life here's around my this. only thought my only thought is because they were moving to the more aggressive sunday night bbc slot yeah my guess is that b they were waiting on bbc to fully determine their fall lineup so, yeah, okay. Uh, that's my guess. But still, like, I was just saying that every time they would post coming this fall, stop saying, like, don't even say coming this fall to me anymore unless you're going to tell me a date. Like, ah, I got well, so over that. Well, I'm also assuming that with an October 7 release date, we will get a Christmas episode Yay. as the final episode of probably. the season. Probably as a plus one, I'm, just, I'm assuming. I'm so, I'm so ready for this. I'm so excited. I'm going to, you know... Not actually make fish fingers and you know, custard. Going back to Comic Con and seeing all those videos of everyone crying at the Jody Jody reveal, like of how much it meant that the Doctor was now a woman. A woman. I mean, it was just so great. At first, I was kind of on the fence about it, but now I'm like, no, this is great. Like, it's I great. can finally, if I want to dress up as like a Doctor Who thing for Halloween one year. I'm not like just, well, what companion do I want to be? I can be the doctor. I mean, obviously, I could have dressed up as 11 or 10 if I wanted to. Of course. But it's not the same. Right. So I am very excited. I can make Jamie be a companion. Ha! You should make Jamie be the guy eating beans. Maybe. (laughs) I don't think he's going to be like super excited. I'm going to be real. I'm mad. Uh, You could both be the doctor. 
that's weird, and I don't want to go down that road. Well, I'm just saying, it no, is possible. But, but, like, it is, I think it's a really exciting thing. I'm very excited to see where they go with this. They gave us the title of the first episode. Yes, the woman who fell to Earth. I think that maybe she has amnesia in, like, the first little bit. I'm not saying the whole episode. What was the one thing that they said in, in the video this week, though? There was one statement that they made in the video that almost made me wonder if the events of this season will not happen in order. Oh, I don't know. I, there was something that they said in the text, and I now I'm just totally blanking on what it was. Okay. But for some reason, it made me go... Oh, are these going to be... I wonder if the episodes will not happen chronologically. That could be interesting. It could be. I mean, I could, I could enjoy... It's literally, you know, a time tra- show about time travel. Why and, would they all? And I mean, order? they've sort of already done that with Impossible Astronaut and that entire season. Everything about River Song is not exactly in order. <laughs> right. The whole concept right. of River Song. Gosh, I hope they have River Song in this season. I really want it to happen I so love. badly. Oh my gosh, wouldn't you love to see her meet I'm ju- the Doctor I, as a I, woman? I really <laughs> want to see it, but I don't think it'll happen this season. I think it'll be next. Um, I'm excited. I'm if excited. she ever comes back, because I mean, her yeah, circle made, arc did, it's pretty final. They went to Derillium. I mean, her circle arc basically and was that complete. was amazing. I because I'm gonna be real, like I kind of thought it was complete before then, but then they gave me that episode, and I was like, I didn't even know I needed this episode, but I'm so glad. Oh I yeah, I mean, going to the singing towers that was just amazing. Sorry if for those of you who are not Whovians for Sarah and my doc. This moment in Doctor Who corner, Michael. There's another jingle you could write, like the other jingles that you promised we'd have because this we're gonna week. Have so many but opportunities. That we don't. To use it this fall, so excited. The other biggest nerd news of the week, probably the biggest nerd news of the week, really, was that we got 11 set photos from Captain Captain Marvel. Marvel. Which made me much more excited, because when I first saw the picture of her just in her costume, this is terrible, I guess, but I was a little like, uh, another like goody goody two shoes captain america character because i don't know much about captain marvel but then when i went and read the article with all the set photos i was like no i like this chick i'm gonna like this movie i'm ready for it give it to me indeed um i think that i'm hoping because as far as i remember from the comics marvell himself the jude law character is zandarian and okay. so I'm hoping that that's might that might be how they tie in the destruction of Xandar by Thanos. Oh, okay. With, because with Marvel. Yeah, I I would like that. And um, I think it's good that they're doing it in the '90s, the 1990s. Because Leah is eating. She has become Michael. She is fulfilling her destiny. She's I'm like, not Michael because I'm not going to be talking for the next ten minutes. <laughs> uh, well. Or eating pistachios very loudly. That was the worst day of my life. That the, wasn't the, the, real, the, literally, the, but the chicken was worse. The chicken the fingers were worse. The pistachios were worse for me. That's right. I thought I was going to lose it. Anyway, sorry. Back to back, back to what to we were this. talking. I like that they're doing it in the nineties because one of my things I had been sitting here is like, how are they going to have this movie introducing her even take place? After Infinity War, because I guess in my head, I thought it would just happen chronologically. No, 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 no. We've known for months this was going to well, be in the 90s. I didn't. Oh. This was news to me, and I was I've really happy about it. I've said that on the it. podcast? No. This was oh. a new piece of information for Sarah, and I was really glad about it. Yeah, we also, knew we were going to have young Nick Fury, young, young Agent Coulson, young Phil Coulson. Oh, my goodness. That picture of young Nick Fury, though, I was like, this great. is weird. It's great. De-aging. He has two eyes. Well, knew? I assumed that part of the story of this movie would be he wasn't how does born Nick Fury with get one maimed? eye? No. I know, really, but it's just weird. I mean, we've seen him without the eye patch on. It's not, it doesn't matter. It's he has Nick an Fury. eye. It's just maimed. Nick Fury is supposed to wear an eye patch. It's just Nick Fury. Like the Phineas and Ferb Marvel crossover where Major Monogram I'm... starts wearing an eye patch. Yes. To look like Nick Fury. I'm covering my eye. Y'all can't see me covering my eye. I, that just registered. And then me. Carl's like, "Are you wearing an eye patch, sir?" I feel like you've watched more Phineas and Ferb than I have. I have seen 
every episode of Phineas and Ferb. Because, like, I've watched a decent bit there of Phineas and no Ferb. There is no episode of Phineas and Ferb that yours truly has not like, seen. That's one of my preferred babysitting shows. Like, if I'm watching kids and they want to watch TV, like, Phineas and Ferb, I'm like, cool, let's watch that. At my last job, there was a philosophy pre- professor oh, who had gosh, published on the character archetype that is Perry the Platypus. And what would that be? I don't remember. But Is that even a thing? But... Yeah, clearly. Apparently, it yes, was. right. Uh, so I don't, I don't know. I mean, I thought the I thought the set photos were cool. I was really hoping for a teaser. I was hoping for a teaser, but if we've got photos, I feel like a teaser's got to be in the near future. Maybe drop it around Christmas time or so, or Thanksgiving. Well, at or- Christmas, it's two months out. We better have two full oh, trailers by then. You're right. I'm dumb. Uh, I mean, I my my guess is we're probably shooting for more around the first of October, which is about when the Infinity it. War trailer dropped, the first one. Yeah. Where Tony's just sitting there, which at the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Because there was an idea. Sorry, I'm killing a horse that we've killed many times. Now. I don't even care, Un- unless like. Unless they cancel it tonight, I'm going to see Infinity Wars when they show it yes, on the Brick Streets. Uh, the Yay. Pygots and the Pernas Yay. and their children are going to see Infinity War on the Brick Streets. I'm really excited. Um, I, I said, should we bring the dog? And my wife goes, no. Oh my gosh, I briefly thought about that too. And then I was like, that would be the biggest mistake I've ever but made But I in think my she life. was going to talk to you about having the dogs have a play date this afternoon, yes! possibly. She should She should contact me about that. Um, I know. She, I think oh, you might have, have a voice lesson. lesson. I have a lesson with her. And I'm like, how am I going to do this? But I'm literally about to go see her. Yay. Arya needs a play date. Tony needs to be socialized. Arya needs to be socialized because she's a wimp around other dogs. And Tony's aggressive around other dogs. So, well, this ought to be interesting because Tony is about a Half third the size of Arya because yeah. she is big. And but, Tony has not hit his big phase yet. And I'm interested to see how this is gonna. Leah happen. likes Tony. That's at least a subject that she likes. I love Tony. She's pro Tony. She may not have been pro Team podcasting Tony. at Sarah's wedding. She is pro Tony. I am pro Tony. Team Tony. Team Tony. <laughs> Team well, Tony. Aria will be very hurt. Yeah, that, that's the name of our dog, this. by the way. I haven't talked about the dog on the podcast. We got a dog this it's summer. A dog. He's cute. He's a mutt. He's his name so is Tony Stark cute. Perna because he's sort of colored like a Rottweiler, but he has a big white patch on his chest, just like Iron Man. I want Fantastic. him and Arya to be best friends forever. Anyway. All right. Uh, quick breakfast. Oh, I had some yogurt. Oh, well, that was simple and wonderful and elegant. Okay, great. <laughs> Takeaways? I've been thinking about this the whole podcast, and... I have nothing, so other people say things, and I'm going to try to come up with something. Yeah, I got nothing. Go ahead. Oh, wow. Well, if you're teaching undergraduate pedagogy or any pedagogy, I recommend breaking them and then building them back up. But that's a strategy I use with most things in life. It's like break a mu- it. It's like a the- muscle. you got to break it down to build it back up. Don't break it and be rude about it. Be loving and kind about it and explain that they'll get the answer soon. That's that what I do for my muscles. When you break people, break them nicely. Yeah. Do it with a smile. Kindness. I prefer kindness over niceness. Just smile. I don't know about smiling. But, I think that makes but, it so But much. kindness. Anyway, kill them with kindness, folks. That's a good theme for this week. That kill is them a with nice kindness. Thing. All right. We'll talk to you later. Peace. Bye.